Right, that's it. We're back for another LinkedIn Live. Let's turn that down. Um, yeah, you might have just seen that we popped up live probably about five minutes ago. I tried to give uh, the world a look at uh, Luke's face, but unfortunately, it didn't play out as well as I wanted it to. Uh, so, Luke Holroyd, how you doing, mate? Yeah, 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 very well. Probably for good reason, mate. People don't want to see my face. Well, but I, I actually, I'd have done the full um, shirt and like jogging bottoms combo as well. Just the first time I've done it, but yeah. Didn't work out. Didn't like an, work like out. a news presenter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sat there in your boxer shorts. <laughs> That's it, mate, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Like, we were just dis- discussing it before in live. Um, when you've got LinkedIn Live as a, a platform, you can only go live through certain pieces of software and they're not that intuitive. Like even people that have you know, used live streaming software before and uh, it just didn't work out well for me, didn't that? So I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board. I will figure it out. I've seen people doing it. Uh, I might just have to use some different software. But we'll pick up where we left off on the last one. Luke, you are the photographer for Leeds United, photographer for Josh Warrington, and the head of Morley Chamber. So do you want to sort of explain all your hats that you wear? Yeah, yeah, and there, there's many hats as well. It's, um, it can be a juggle, uh, a struggle to juggle them sometimes. But yeah, I guess the, the Morley Chamber, for, for anyone who's not heard of it, the Morley Chamber of Trade and Commerce, it's um it's a non profit organisation, obviously based in Morley and um some of the surrounding towns like Gilderson, Tingley, etc. And uh yeah, it's there to offer support and advice and education to, to businesses across Morley, whether that's you know, independent businesses, some of the bigger companies, entrepreneurs. Um and yeah, it's it's non profit, so myself and the rest of the management board who do do a brilliant job, you know, all do it voluntary. We don't we don't get any money out of doing it. And um I guess there's a lot of networking networking groups out there, and I'd probably say the chamber's a little bit different. You know, you kind of it's there for all the members to put something in to help to help other businesses. And you can probably say yourself, Josh, at first when you first heard it, you probably think, "Oh, what's that? Is it a little bit old fashioned?" And yeah, I think it maybe had that stigma probably five or ten years ago, but it's it's definitely modernised with the new the new management board. And yeah, just offering something different. You know, it's really cheap. It's less than hundred pounds for someone to join for the year. Which is crazy. Like, yeah, it's, it's so cheap, is that? Yeah, it is really cheap. And, you know, probably we'll put the price up in, in future, maybe just to kind of, so it shows a bit more value. But there's a 100 quid, less than 100 quid. The amount of value you can get from it, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've spoke about it a number of times on this podcast and then to people, like, I'm, I'm like the number one against networking. So just, I don't like, most big networking organisations are kind of like pyramid schemes where everyone's just taking their cut all the way up to the top. Um, and then the, yeah. val- the value's not really put down as far as the members and, and whatnot. Um, whereas the only reason, like the, one of the main reasons I go to Morley Chamber is because it is a non-profit. So no mm-hmm. one's no one's like out for themselves to sort of make a load of money at the top. You're there to sort of see what's going on in the community. And obviously we're based in Morley, so all we can give back. Um that's why that's why I go, and uh, like you said, it's it's good. Everyone helps each other out. There's, there's no there's no funny business, is there? Yeah, no, there's not. Yeah, like you said, it, it, there is no one making money from it, and um, you know, there's a, there's a few businesses in the town who, you know, they've been members for like twenty odd years, and I've I've never seen them, which is strange. But you know, they they just they're paying to the port because they want to they want that they want the chamber there should they ever need it. You know, we yeah we kind of sit on we sit on the board of by the town centre. Um, so we kind of have some scope to represent businesses in terms of like a council, a council hat. Um, so we can influence certain people, you know, speak to certain people. 
um, and just kind of give the, the businesses in the town, um, whether that's on the high street or, you know, offices around or even people who work from home, give them like one voice, a platform they can kind of shout from. Yeah, no, I think it does that. And then obviously you do the awards every year. See, I've been to a few of the awards, you know, over the years. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously went last year as as a um, an entrant, I guess you'd say. And uh, it were a blast. Like, I really enjoyed it. So that's another sort of good way to bring everyone together, isn't it, is doing the Morley sort of awards. Yeah, the, the Morley Business Awards. I, I remember the first year I went, and I was like, wow, this is, these are really good. And, you know, Morley's a, a small town, and I love it, but you expect, you know, probably my expectations of the Business Awards the first time I ever went many moons ago, you know, I thought this is, might be a little bit shabby. And yeah. it was brilliant, and it, it's grown massively. And, you know, loads of people say, you know, it's probably the best awards that happen in, in Leeds. Um, you know, we, we have a ridiculous amount of entries and it's judged independently and yeah, p- people love it. And yeah, I, I think it's a brilliant event as well. No, definitely. And like I said, I think people from, so do you, do you have members that are outside of Morley as well? Or do you have to be in Morley to be a member? How does that work? Cause I, I was just going to say that I know a lot of people that have come sort of long distances to be at the awards, you know, just for the night. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, as I mentioned, the, the chamber's open to kind of like South Leeds area, even though it is Morley. Yeah. Um, and we, we lay we lay back, you know, it's not like another networking group where there's certain structures and criteria. If you do business in Morley or if you're keen for Morley to strive like a business platform, um, you, you're welcome to join, you're welcome to come along. You know, it's not sales, it's, you're not going to stand there and sell your business. Yeah. Um, for 10 minutes so yeah the awards itself people enter from across south leeds and yeah as you said people from across leeds come come and attend the actual event good stuff good stuff so um your photography business then so we'll take off the the chamber hat (laughs) when did you first get into photography like where did that all start so yeah i i went to university it was kind of almost picked out of a hat my um my dad's always been into like the creative side. He, he does loads of painting and loads of drawing. And um, at the time, I was actually going to join the army. And I spoke to a few people, and, and was, I was put off by the idea of joining the army. And I was like, oh, you know, what, what am I going to do? I'd, I'd just kind of finished my GCSEs, um, so I went to college and just picked, almost picked photography at random. <laughs> um, in fact, it was probably between photography and videography. Um, although I know there weren't many courses back back in the day doing videography. Um, I went from there and kind of spiraled. I went to Derby University, studied a commercial photography course. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, left left there and got a job as, as a working as like an assistant wedding photographer. And there was a stigma in, when I was at university that if you, if you became a wedding photographer from doing a degree in photography, you, um, you've kind of, you've lost it. You've, you've sold yourself out. You know, you, you're not creative anymore. Yeah. Um, so I was a little bit against it at first and, I, I, worked, I worked for a guy for a couple of years who was it was really traditional um, in terms of his photography, and he thought, oh, I could I could do this myself, but maybe you know bring it to my age, do do something a little bit different that suits people of of my age. So I went off probably seven years ago and started my own business doing weddings, and um, spiraled from there. You know, seven years of shooting weddings, I'm probably shooting thirty to forty weddings a year. Um, and yeah, I love it. It's, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant job. Obviously, it, it can it can be tiring. There's a lot of work that goes into it. I spend most of my um, most of my Saturdays at weddings. Yeah, it's very antisocial, um, isn't it? Being a, a wedding, yeah. yeah, yeah. So most of my weekends, I'm spent shooting weddings, and then obviously through the week, I'm I'm editing editing the weddings as well as everything else I'm doing in, in photography as well. But yeah, it, it's it's a good job, and 
you know, everyone's always dead happy. It's the wedding day. And the yeah. guests are happy to be there. Um, it's a good environment. Um, people love weddings. People really love weddings. So um, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. It's one of them as well. I think um, as far as like a, a scalable business goes, you can't, apart from coronavirus, you're pretty set. Like if you can get a good sort of recur, not recurring client base, but obviously recommendation after recommendation, there's nothing really that stops weddings from going ahead. So you can book well in advance if you're a really good artist. And uh, it's, it's a good, it's a really good business, isn't it, is, uh, is weddings? Yeah, like, it, you know, the, the work's never going to dry up. Um, even I remember through, like, the recession, you know, people were still getting married, people were still booking. Um, it's something that I can't see at any time that's going to die off. You know, people people love getting married. It's kind of, it's very British culture that you, you meet someone, you get you get married. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, it, I don't think it will dry off at any point. But I think it's, it's a good business to get into. Obviously, that being said, there's a lot of people that, that do do wedding photography um, in Leeds alone. You know, I've got I've got tons of mates who do it, so it's a competitive market, right? Um, but yeah, but yeah, it's, it's a good it's a good job to be in. It's competitive. I mean, I couldn't do it. I couldn't take the risk. Like I've done it. I've done one uh, wedding. That's all I've ever done, and it was for a friend, and I refused to charge for it because I'm like, I don't want to mess this up. If that SD card fails, or you know, we, we forget to press record, like there's no retakes, there's no reshoots, is there? I was like, yeah, no way, yeah, exactly. I, I, no way, I'm going down this rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, and I think to be honest, I think for videographers, it's, it's probably even more of a challenge. You've, you know, you've got the whole, you've got sound, you've got to get the sound right. You know, if you mess up the dad, the father, the bride speech, and you've not recorded it, um, yeah, you've, you, you kind of you've messed up a moment there. But yeah, I mean, the first few I ever did, like the first year I was doing it, I was bricking it. You know, he's really nervous and. There's a different aspect to it, and I talk about this all the time, which I learned very quickly that it's not just about taking the pictures. You have to be very good at that, um, and you have to be very good at taking all you know, the pictures, but it's directing the day as well. Yeah. Um, and learn that very quick, whereas if, if, you know, if you don't kind of get people there on time and suggest that they should be doing this at this time, and that's not in a bossy way, you know, just politely suggesting and having kind of that timeline in the back of your head. Um, their wedding day just goes to pot. You know, sometimes I might have a wedding coordinator which will help a little bit, but you know, if you don't, if you don't set off with the bride at the right time to get, you know, make sure she's got in a dress and her dad's seen her for the first time and got to church on time, you know, if that's an hour, half an hour behind, everything, everything gets pushed back, and ultimately it's the um, photography that loses out. You know, the chef always still cooks the food for the same time, so yeah. you've got, to, everyone's got to be seated at that that time, so the, the photographs kind of lose out. So. Yeah, that never, was one of the things. I'd never even thought about that until you said it, because obviously most people, well, you know, most people are getting married for the first time, so they're not really yeah. going to know what they're supposed to be doing. So I guess it yeah. is on you to to sort of take a bit of lead a leadership role and uh, guide people through the day. And I bet they, I bet they appreciate it as well, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, um, and they don't see it on the day. You know, I can I can suggest that I'll I'll do stuff like that beforehand in the meetings before, but on the day, I think they really do appreciate it. And it it just comes with a service. I think most wedding photographers would say the same. Um, it, it helps me out as much as it helps them out. Um, you know, I don't want to be rushing around all day. Like, yeah. you know, oh, Luke, you've only got two minutes to do the bride and groom shots outside. Yeah, you want to be, um, you want to take your time and make sure you get it right, don't you? Yeah, and it just then just allows me for time later in the day. You'll know yourself, like the, the sunset hour, you know, yeah. the golden hour. Golden hour. Depending on the time of year. But, you know, seven o'clock usually, seven, eight o'clock during the summer. And, you know, if, I, if the day's gone smoothly, I know that I can probably grab them for 10 minutes just to nip outside yeah. and grab them shots. No, no, you're right. I mean, so like, 
I, I can, like I said, I can see how that's a really good business. And then on the flip side, you also do sports photography as well, don't you? So how the, how did you get into sort of Leeds United? As, as like what a an epic gig that is that you're like the photographer for Leeds yeah. United. Yeah, I mean the, the story probably goes the other way. It probably um, it starts with Josh Warrington. Oh right, um, okay, yeah. You you well, and yeah. you're the photographer for Josh Warrington yeah. as well. Let's start there. <laughs> yeah, and I, I know not everyone's into boxing, but if, if anyone doesn't know who Josh Warrington is, he's the um, the IBF heavyweight world champion. Um, and yeah, I, I just kind of met him through a mutual friend, probably 2012. I think he was fighting for like the the, the British and European titles at that time, and. Um, I just got spoke, speaking to him. He just got engaged. So I was speaking to him and Natasha, he's, he's now wife, um, about wedding photography, and it kind of spiraled from there. You know, we, we stayed in contact. Obviously, he booked me to shoot his wedding, and um, I just started doing some shots of him boxing, and we, we just got really good friends from there. And it's, it's a nice relationship now. You know, I, I work for Josh, but I'm also like he's a really good friend. Yeah. And um, yeah, spiraled. You know, I started just photographing his, his actual boxing fights. And then doing stuff in the the changing rooms, like behind the scenes, kind of still bringing that wedding sense. You know, like a lot of the, the wedding stuff you, you photograph, you just document in the day. Yeah. Um. So I kind of took them skills into the stuff I was doing with Josh, and um, unseen and fans love that. You know, it's now the same on Leeds United, but um, the stuff that goes on behind behind the scenes, no one really ever sees. Um, and you do a similar thing, I guess, Josh, with the videography as well. Yeah, no, I think um, I think from a content capturing perspective, I think that's like more important because obviously, like any with sports in particular, it's all broad, like it's all broadcast, you know, wherever it needs to be by you know Sky Sports or BT Sports, what with football or or rugby or whatever, it's all it's all broadcast. You know, same with fights, and and that's all people ever get to see is just the fight, the fight night. They never really get to sort of see the athletes behind, you know, behind the scenes. And uh, that's what yeah. sort of really sort of drawn me into sports videography. We're sort of giving the personality of a fighter or a, an athlete out to the world, you know, because obviously you'll, you've got a good understanding of what Josh is like. Um, I've met him a few times and, and worked with him a couple of times now. And obviously him and his dad are just complete characters. And you got an insight into that with the uh, movie that got released by Universal Studios. But I don't think even that get, does it justice for them two as characters, do you think? Yeah, and it's funny you should say that because I kind of, as I, as I started documenting, um, you know, you quickly realise and see them characters and, yeah, they're unforgettable. And, and I guess probably that side of it, before the film had come out and before, you know, it, it really got hit fame, um, I thought, you know, this should be online. People need to see this. And yeah. hence, then started working with Josh Moore in terms of his social media and almost becoming like a social media management for him, you know, working on his Instagram, his website, um, and I'd never done that before. You know, you just kind of thought, well, let's, let's put this content out there and, and see how it goes. And again, spiraled from there. And, and then kind of moving on to Leeds United, obviously Josh calls himself the Leeds Warrior and he's, he's a massive Leeds United fan like myself. Um, so we'd, we'd go to the games, he'd, he'd do all sorts of stuff with Leeds United. And then um, he actually won the world title in 2018 at Ellen Road. He had his fight there. And... I'm obviously then crossing the line with Leeds United quite a lot and talking to the to the guys there and you know they they like the stuff I was doing and um I just started just started doing the same same process starting from the beginning as I did with Josh started working with Leeds a little bit uh, covering some some match days like behind the scenes then uh, yeah it's gone from there and it's a great gig and <laughs> kind of got a pinch myself sometimes been a Leeds fan it's, it's a brilliant gig and the amount of people that say to me, oh, that's that's a dream job you know working working for Leeds United meeting the players um. 
but yeah, again, just kind of using that, that skills I picked up in wedding photography just to kind of doc- document what's going on. That's amazing. Like you said, it is a proper dream job, and it being a fan of obviously boxing and of of Leeds, you are properly living the dream. Yeah, yeah, and and another thing again, kind of relating to to wedding photography, I'm I'm very keen when someone books me for the wedding that I build up um build up a relationship with the couple before. Uh, no one wants like a stranger just turning up on the morning of the wedding, yeah, um, just to, just to photograph them and taking that into the sports side. You know, it, it took a couple of months for me working with Josh to kind of get him to open up in front of the camera and not, you know, he's not working in front of the camera. It's just him being used to me being there and yeah. like letting, letting himself come out and then I can photograph that. And then that's a similar thing now at Leeds. You've kind of just got to be, become part of the, the wallpaper and people get used to you being there. Totally. Um, I completely agree. I think it's, you know, I can definitely say that from the um, MMA side, you know, working with sort of the fighters on that side, I've had to sort of yeah. like really get myself into it. I train with them down, you know, like AVT, for example, I train with a lot of the fighters. I get to know them all. So when I turn up on fight day or wherever, I'm in the changing rooms, it's just business as usual. You know, you don't want to, fr- I suppose for me, I'm conscious. I don't want to knock them off their, their rhythm, you know, because it's, it's quite intimidating having a camera put in front of you in any scenario, but especially when it comes to sort of game day or fight night, that's the last time you want to, that's, that's the worst time you want to be knocking somebody off their, uh, off their A game, you know, by putting them off. So I think, yeah, I think you, you're right with um, you know, you've got to get to know them and become part of the part of the the, the mold, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and become part of the team. You know, I'm I'm lucky enough that Josh kind of references me as part of like team leads warrior. Yeah, and you are same with the MMA. You are in that changing room. You know, ten minutes before he's about to go out and fight for a world title. It's it's um. Yeah. It's a weird experience, and luckily enough, I get I get to experience that. There's, there's a lot of tension, and not that Josh is tense, but a lot of expectation on the shoulders. There's, there's nerves, maybe not from Josh, but from other people around. And um, yeah, it, it, you've got to build up a relationship for someone to allow you to to get into that environment. Totally, and, um, and, 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 and document it. You're obviously completely invested in that person. You've seen it all. Where again, as even with football or or fighting the general fan just sees like a couple of snippets on, on a daily basis on, on social media, a picture here and there, and then they just watch the fight. So they're invested for the time of a fight or the time of a football match, but they don't see what goes on behind closed doors. Whereas like, obviously you being there day in, day out, seeing the, you know, documenting the process when you're there in the night, it's properly like, it, it's tense, isn't it? You know, you, 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 yeah. you believe in that person, you know their ability, but ultimately, you know, it could go either way, depending on how well-prepared the other person is. And it's the same with football, I guess. You know, you'll see the guys training behind the scenes, and then when it comes to the, the day of the races, you've got to see the highs and the lows when Leeds win or lose. So it's pretty savage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Josh in particular, obviously, as I mentioned, you know, he's become a really good friend. Um, so I am, like, emotionally invested in that. And, um, yeah, I would, I would, anyone who hasn't seen the film, Fighting for a City, as you mentioned, a Universal Studios film, I'd uh, yeah, I'd recommend going and watching it. I think it's on it's on Amazon, and uh, yeah, that was obviously the build up to the to the world title fight, as I mentioned in 2018. And I'd followed that journey from 2012-2013, and that was always the aim. And we knew it'd happen as a team. We were all invested in that was that was the goal. We was going to get to the point where he would fight for the world title, and um, he would win the world title and the amount of people that, you know, like, and he says it himself, you know, oh, Josh, he's, he's a good fighter, but he'll, he'll never hit that world level. Yeah. Um, and as I was documenting the amount of people that said that to him, even fans, you know, said, oh, he's, he's really good, Josh, but 
you know, him and his dad, he might need to change his trainers. Obviously, anyone who doesn't know, his dad trains him as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it felt that doc, that them three years, and it was, it was insane, and it was brilliant to get to that point at Ellen Road. Um, he had the amount of adrenaline I had as, as a photographer, <laughs> photographing that event, you know, turning up at Ellen Road, and then Josh arriving, photographing him from there in the changing room, and uh, going out. And we had a game plan, and obviously I see those game plans. I'm, I'm in the gym all the time with him when he's when he's doing his sparring, and his dad's telling him what's going to happen on the night. I, I kind of see it, and yeah. Yeah, I spoke to a few people that day, and even you know, even my dad had said, oh, "I'm not so sure, Luke." He said, "Lee Selby, he's fighting. He had the world title. He's, he's a really good fighter. Do you think Josh will beat him?" And I'm like, "He will. Just watch from round one." And um, it was weird. I was photographing round one, and the, the plan just straight away came came into place. Uh, the way he was punching and what happened, and, and from that moment, it was I knew he'd won it, and it was it was hard to kind of still work. I just wanted to be almost in the stands and become become a fan again. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's yeah. amazing, isn't it? Like, I don't think people quite understand. It. Like, even though that's probably the best way you can describe it, I think no one will understand like sort of that investment that you had in the team in Josh to be able to go through that process. I think it's amazing. Yeah, it, it was unbelievable. Something I'll um, yeah, I'll, I'll take with me for the rest of my life. To be honest, that that kind of that night, but also them years building up to it of you know everyone everyone doubting them and and uh, obviously documenting it. And um, at some point, I will uh, I'll kind of release them pictures as a book or as an exhibition in Leeds. Yeah, it's obviously as you know, it's trying to find the time. Although we've got some spare time now, so maybe I can, um, <laughs> you can, I can work on them. Maybe you can make yeah. a start of it. Nah, mate, that's amazing. Yeah. That's that. I think it's class, me. And obviously, it's you know, it's, it's just starting for him. You know, he's still like he's still young. He's still fit. He's, he's going to. He wants to unify the the titles, doesn't he? So it's. Um, I think you know, sky's still the limit. He's got he's got so much left to give. Yeah, yeah, it could it could go massively. You know, he could he's going to fight for another world title, and I've, I've no doubt that he'll, he'll win another another world title. Um, he's, he's peak now, as you mentioned. You know, with his age and his strength and his weight, he's probably his peak years. Um, he's already a world champion, so sky is the limit. You know, he could go on to you know unify the unify this division and then maybe go up. Up away and, yeah. and unify the next division. That probably brings fights in Vegas, New York, um, which again something we've heard over the the past few years. You know, he's got a big fan base now. He's got a lot of Legion United fans, and to be honest, across across the UK, um, they want to they want to go abroad and go to go to America. So that'll be another aspect of it to kind of document. So yeah, it'd be a good uh, autobiography when he puts it out, and hopefully we use some of the pictures. Yeah, that's, yeah, it'd be amazing. That's class. Yeah, yeah oh, mate, I'm buzzing for you. I want to see it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. It's class. Um, so, and and then obviously Leeds United, you, you you just sort of fell onto it through that relationship, and now you're just documenting everything. How is so? How has the current climate affected all of your plans then? Because obviously weddings are cancelled, football's cancelled, sports cancelled. You know, you just sat there with your feet up. Yeah, it, it's weird. Obviously, at this point of um, of the year. It, and it, it does normally tie quite nicely. Obviously, football season typically ends as my wedding season starts. There's a little bit of an overlap at the minute. Obviously, my weddings kind of come first because they're so booked, the booked so far in advance. Um, so, yeah, usually it's, it's brilliant. You know, football finishes, then my wedding season starts, and Josh will have a fight in the summer, um, and it all falls into place. So, in terms of the weddings, many of them have, you know, Touch wood, none of them have actually cancelled or you know, discussed moving the dates. Many of them have moved the date to later in the year 
few for next year. Um, so that's kind of just working with the couples, managing expectations, and, you know, telling people not to panic, yeah. suggesting stuff like getting married on a Thursday rather than going for this Saturday. Obviously, their venues are going to be booked up for the next couple of years. If they're able to move their date, you're going to have to be open to other options, such as a, a full to midweek wedding. Um, so, so that's going all right. In, in terms of the football, obviously, all sporting events are put on hold. And yeah, I, I have no idea, to be honest, if my answer to that is... I think no one's the wiser in terms of any football fans and Leeds fans, especially. You'd hope that this season continues, be it June, July, um, and Leeds get promoted to the to the Premier League. Yeah. I mean, the worst the worst case scenario is that the point uh, the season and Leeds don't get promoted. But yeah, that's kind of where we are with the um, with Leeds United, and then with with the boxing. Obviously, Josh is due to fight for another world title, um, which. You know, you'd hope it's, it's usually like a May June time, but again, that's on hold until I think they know more of, of kind of how long the lockdown's going to be. Yeah, yeah, no, it's weird, isn't it? It's what a weird time we're living through. Yeah, it's strange. If you just said like January to me, or you know, come March, start there, we'll be kind of locked inside. I'd, I'd laugh. It isn't. <laughs> <laughs> it is very bizarre and. The, the worry for me now is that everything is going to come at once. Yeah, we're going to come out. Of, we're going to come out of lockdown. Everyone's going to want to get married. The football season is going to carry on, and Josh is going to have a fight, and I'm just going to be be snowed under. But you know, there's, there's worse places to be, I guess. So hopefully, you know, there'll still be work there for me when I, when I come out of this. Totally, I think us in the creative space, I think we can. I think when it's all said and done, all this Corona stuff, I think we're going to be in a healthy position to earn a living because um, people are going to want to be updating the content. People, you know. I were looking at statistics um, that have been released and I think the screen time that people have been on, on social media over the last two weeks is up by 76%. Um, yeah. Sort of YouTube and, and all these streaming platforms, Netflix, because of the increase on um, internet consumption, they've actually reduced the um, resolution, uh, you know, the standard resolution. So now mm-hmm. I think the max resolution you can get on YouTube you know, isn't 4K anymore. I think it's like standard 720 or 1080p, you know, they're reducing it all down so that everyone can have a, have a fair shake of the stick, um, which yeah. is it's mental. Like, so all that screen time, I believe now, you know, it's going to carry on that. That's going to be a tough habit to break. So when this is all done, people are going to want to release content and they're going to have an audience that want to consume it. So I think it's, um, I think it's going to be good for us in this space. Yeah, don't want to sound like a stuff. I thought everyone's talking about this at the minute, but you know, branding is, branding is, is essential right now. You know, getting your business out there. I think my screen time was up like ten hours when it comes up on a Monday morning on the iPhone. I was like, wow, it's <laughs> crazy. Um, and yeah, I don't want to. You know, everyone's covered that, but people should be really working on getting the the, the brand out there. And and in terms of maybe not just the creative industry, I think you know, once we're all unleashed and allowed back outside. I think people are going to really appreciate everything, you know, whether that's going to the pub with your pals or yeah. you know, just going to the park, going out for dinner. Um, so if, if businesses can kind of get through this this period, which is it's going to be rough, it's rough for a lot of, you know, especially like retail businesses. Um, I think this can get through that. People will, will spend a lot afterwards. You know, they're going to really appreciate going outside and, and doing activities. And that comes for me for weddings and the sport. Yeah. Um, it was only yesterday I was speaking to someone about, you know, weddings are going to be brilliant after this. You know, a group of people together, everyone's going to love that. Yeah. You're going to love that. A hundred people celebrating someone's wedding. So there's positives to take, I think. There's positives to take. 
That's the best thing to do. I think it's just taking the positives from a negative situation because obviously it's easy to dwell on the negatives in the current climate, but you know, I'd rather look at the positives and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what the future holds once all this is done. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Great. So um, go on, sorry. And yeah, one last thing I just wanted to say, like obviously going back to the, the chamber, if there's any businesses like the, they're in Morley that need some help or if, if they are struggling, just drop us a message. Um, one of the management board will pick it up and, you know, if we can't answer it, the network we have in the chamber, you know, financial advisors, people working banking, um, you know, there's, there's tons of people that we can kind of pass on details to help. So if there's any businesses that are sat out there, just kind of sat home really worried, speak to some people, get on a Zoom call with us and, and go from there. No, amazing. Yeah. And if, like, again, if, if people can't find that information, you know, connect with Luke on um, on LinkedIn or connect with myself and uh, I'll point you in the right direction. But Luke, thank you for your time, mate. I, I really appreciate it. Um, hopefully we can uh, yeah. have a chat again soon and we'll be out in the freedom to so, to go and uh, create our content. Yeah, with the cameras. No, I really, really enjoyed it, mate. And uh, yeah, keep it up. The guests have been, been brilliant this week, so I've enjoyed enjoyed watching them. Mine's probably really boring, but yeah. Get out. I'll, mate, don't get more exciting than that. Leeds United <laughs> photography, fighting photography, like, I think it's ace. And obviously... <laughs> Being a content creator myself, I'm like I'm I'm all over it. I think it's I think it's amazing, and I think those that listen to it will uh, will agree. So yeah, if you if you're listening, um, go follow Luke Holroyd on uh, on LinkedIn and all platforms. You can see a lot of his work. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for um for being on the call again, Luke. No problems, thank you. All right, mate. Catch you in a bit. You too. See you soon. Another podcast in the bag there uh, with Luke from uh, Morley Chamber and obviously he's a photographer for all the people that we've just said. Um, a really talented individual. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting time for us content creators at the end of all this. So um, I'm just excited to uh, actually get back out in the wide world. Hopefully it doesn't go on for too much longer. But thank you again for those that have watched and listened and tuned in. I'll be back tomorrow with another podcast uh, with a, a videographer actually. So Yeah, it's a creative week this week, but thanks for watching. Thanks for listening and uh, catch you again soon.